Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. First and foremost, my name is Dempsey Pilot. I am a producer for 1010 Winds, which I hope that you would know about because you filmed so close to the city. Uh, <laughs> so wait a minute. So this means, this is like, this is going to be the, the, the pinnacle of everything I've ever done because I was a taxi driver for three years and every taxi had 1010 wins. And if I can be back on 1010 wins in the taxi cab, this is great. Yeah, your life is full circle. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> uh, this is an incredible feat of filmmaking. And uh, I, I just, I guess maybe if you want to explain, I know this is the final part in a trilogy for some people who may or may not be familiar with it. Um, what is the series about and what is this particular series about? How are you capping it off? So this follows three criminals from Newark, New Jersey for 36 years. And you will see because our camera is there every aspect of their lives. You'll see them engage in criminal activities. You'll see them go to jail. You'll see the ultimate consequences of what happened to them. And it, it's as if you live their lives. If you watch this film to, to an extreme. Yes. It's, it's almost insane how close you get. I mean, th I think, for any documentary filmmaker, I think you can't get any closer to these people's lives. Literally, um, you, you see them doing the drugs. Uh, you see them out there in the streets. Um, in the case of the, the young female, Delirious, who is literally um, doing stuff after her kids go to bed. Uh, how? How did you get so close? There's this one shot where, I think, as I mentioned, the, the, the female, Delirious, gets picked up by a truck driver and... The, the following scene is her exiting, but you're inside of the truck showing her exit. And then there's also a cop stop later on in the film uh, where you're like up in the cop's face as it's happening. Like you would feel like the cop is stopping you. How did you get that unfettered access? Well, I think I have the trust and friendship of the three main participants in the film. Uh, on one hand, uh, they're, they're, were really good criminals. They are very, very creative. Um, they could show up at 10, 10 wins and walk around and in five minutes come up with five really interesting schemes to make money. They would be completely illegal, but um, they, were, they were good at what they did. And the fact that um, I expressed sort of tempered admiration for the way in which they could shoplift and do other criminal activities. Um, you know, they felt that their, their craft was being appreciated. So if you tell me, John, 
your camera looks really good. That scene with the cop on the street is just unbelievable. I felt like I was there. I'm going, wow, yes, that's what I want to hear. So, you know, that part, I think, was one of the things that let them open themselves up to me. But the other thing is that they were smart enough and self-aware enough to know that they were in the process of destroying themselves, destroying their families, and destroying their communities. And participating in this film as a warning to other people was the one big constructive thing that they were doing in their lives and would be their legacy. No matter how tragically their lives ended, the fact that they were sharing their lives with other people could help other people. And that was very, very important to them. I mean, me watching and, and putting myself in their shoes, I'd be like, I would never want to share this kind of information with people, especially, I mean, looking back now, I, I can imagine, you know, how embarrassing it would probably seem, but th there is, you're right. There is that sense of, uh, you can feel it at times where it almost feels like they don't want other people to follow in their path. They're not proud of who they are. And so th that goes into my next question, which is, as you mentioned, you record them stealing, <laughs> you record them doing drugs. You're like, you're like literally a fly on the wall, but did you ever at all feel complicit in any of those things? Or were you scared that you would get caught uh, while you were filming those things? So certainly I was afraid I was going to get caught. The first time they ever uh, let me follow them, they went into Woolworths department store and stole all the sheets. And I was there with in those days, a very primitive hidden camera. And I thought for sure as I'm going out that somebody's going to grab me by the collar and, and that was it. And I would be in the cell next to them. But they were really good and they didn't get caught. Um, I made a promise that I would never not squeal on them. But if they did get caught in society and the law caught up to them, that you know I would let those natural events take their course. It took a long time for them to get caught. But the other thing that I did is I would go back to the stores afterwards and I would confess and I'd say, listen, I'm really sorry. Uh, did you notice that uh, all your silverware is missing? I said, yeah. I said, well, I was with the people that stole it yesterday and they stole 24 cases of silverware. Can I pay you back? And they would go, yeah, sure. And uh, now the Rob, Freddie and Delirious didn't like this because then they couldn't go back in the stores afterwards because the stores were on, John. You got to stop it. Come on. That was a great place. Um, but we made sure that, that uh, we, we, we made this, the stores whole for, for what had been taken. There were other times in which um, uh, violence had been committed and we weren't fast enough to stop it. We would then intervene afterwards. You don't see it in the film. And then there were other times, I mean, these guys really weren't violent criminals, but every once in a while, the, there was the potential of violence. And so I would always stop. I'd put the camera down and wouldn't let them hurt anybody. So you're covering their tracks. <laughs> you, were the, you were the quiet good Samaritan. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and there's other times, I mean, you know, were there guns put to my head? It, very, yes, there were, you know, I mean, there, there, there were moments of, of personal danger, but the, the danger that these three subjected themselves to every single day as they tried to survive in Newark uh, is, is, you see it, it's frightening. When you started this in 1984, yes, what 
did, did you did you say to yourself, oh no, I'm going to make a 35, 36 year documentary about this? Is that was that the initial plan, or you just filmed and just kept on filming sporadically throughout the years, not knowing what the end product was going to be? No, in those days, um, I was a, a, a regular part of the Today Show. And I went downstairs once because I used to take and ride my motorcycle up to Rockefeller Center and drop off my tapes prior to the broadcast. And I went downstairs to get on my motorcycle and it was gone. I was really mad. Somebody had stolen it. And uh, another person that was working here had had their apartment broken into. And it was like a little crime wave that specifically affected us. But was there, there was a lot of crime in those days. And so who is doing this? Why are they doing it? Um, this was also the beginning of some of these police ride along shows like cops. Uh, and I got to say that, you know, I, I really was more interested in the criminals than the cops. Um, it, it, it's a lot safer to be with the cops and that's why bad boys, bad boys, what you're going to do. Well, they're not with the bad boys they're with the cops. Okay. And we wanted to know what is the motivation? Why are people engaging in this criminal activity. So we went looking for criminals that would let us follow them. So you can mention that's not it. You know, it's like you were a bank robber and I said, hey, can I follow you? And no, get out of here. But we called up this alternative high school in Newark and we were talking to one of the teachers there and said, listen, we're looking for uh, current criminals or potential criminals. Could you recognize? He says, yeah, the whole student body. You know, how many do you want? One, you want a hundred? And so then the next day, we met with Rob and, and, and Mike in Chinatown. And I said, listen, I don't know what you do, but I'd, I'd like to follow you. And they said, sure. Meet us uh, tomorrow at noon. Main Street in Elizabeth, New Jersey was front of Woolworths. Uh, and uh, we'll show you. And I knew they were shoplifters. And I said, well, I'm, you know, I, need, I need a hidden camera. In those days, they didn't have good hidden cameras. And so I went to my friend who worked for Panasonic. We stayed up all night long. We took this big old camera. We blowtorched it down to something that would fit inside a briefcase. And that's how I filmed it. That's incredible. And it's, it's um, I think, a, a, a parallel kind of uh, message that, that I love about this film is that these guys are really young when you meet them. And then, you know, between just <laughs> 1984 and 1994, it looks like they age like 30 years because of all the drugs that they're doing. I commend you for being there. And, you know, I, I imagine developing a relationship with these people must have been hard to see them kind of self-destruct a bit over the years, right? It, it, seeing what happened to Rob, Freddie, and Delirious uh, basically ripped my heart out. And one of the reasons why we made this film is we don't want this to happen to other people. We want people to be able to come to grips with what our society needs and needs to come to grips with the tremendous destruction and death that's being caused by drugs. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.